Hello, and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry. My name is Eric Winklespecht. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. We are discussing various topics for today. And one thing that we have done in the past and we like to do sometimes is scroll through good old LinkedIn and see what people are asking about or what people are talking about. So we can kind of get a general feel of what people might be interested in hearing a conversation about. And man, it is a lot of just call it noise, call it opinions, call it what you will. Um, and I think right now we have a very interesting perspective on LinkedIn. There's a lot of good stuff on LinkedIn and a lot of people that want to help and want to give their direction or a perspective on, you know, making it work in the software engineering world. But Matt, how do you feel right now about just the amount of call it noise, call it maybe the uh, less helpful or more repetitive stuff that we're seeing kind of flying around? Is it just me or are you seeing it too? Oh, I'm seeing it all right. And it's, it's strange because I think a lot of it is not intentional. I, I generally think overall people mean good mm. by the things that they put out there but it comes across or or i receive it as just it being overwhelming and too much and there's so many different opinions out there that it's very hard to to decide what to do or how to spend your time or what to focus on especially when you have somebody who's pretty trusted on here right and then you have another person who's also pretty trusted and they both have very large influencing voices and they have competing and opposite information. And imagine that times a thousand mm -hmm. and you're trying to decide, well, what do I listen to? I, I don't know. I haven't been in this industry. I'm learning still. Who do I listen to? It can be stressful um, and very confusing. Mm -hmm. It's a weird platform for sure because it's i mean let's be honest it's not a platform that is just genuinely offering help right i think for the most part people want to be helpful and want to give what they feel is good advice but i think over time there comes the side effect of gaining an audience and maintaining an audience and growing an audience. And I think with LinkedIn, like, you know, you, you enable creator mode. I, at least I know I have, and you have a follower count and you have like statistics on people interacting with your posts or viewing your posts or whatever. And man, I lost sight of that really quick because whatever I put up, you know, if I, if I tried to write a post that was like super genuine versus if I tried to write something that was what I thought super helpful. Versus if I wrote something that I thought would get a lot of views, I could not predict what would end up being in what category, how, how anything would be successful or not. So I think when it comes to folks who are the most vocal on the platform, who post most regularly, and maybe like, you know, short tidbits here and there, like, but on like a daily or multiple weekly basis, multiple times a week basis. I think it's hard not to get influenced by the, the the wave of how do you increase your 
uh, interactivity? How do you increase the number of folks reading this stuff? And then like, what gains views? Who are the people that are following along with you? And what's likely to continue to get eyeballs on it and get interactivity? And it's all kind of the same stuff, which might not really hold a whole lot of water. Like I think of the posts that are like, just keep going, just keep coding. And like, that's cool. I think that's motivational. But then I think of the other stuff that's like, here are the steps you have to follow to get a job or here's the projects you should do to get a job. And like, man, I don't know. Some of that stuff feels more damaging than helpful to me. And I don't know where it comes from anymore. Yeah. And it, um, it's, it's very, it's very strange because when you're listening to that thing or when you're listening to that information, I kind of have like an analogy here, right? Where you know, you have so-called experts telling you what you should definitely do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the other experts telling you what you should definitely not do. And then you have the recruiter saying, oh, people applying for these these applications, they're not doing this thing. And it's like, you think we're doing it intentionally? We have no idea what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, say you have somebody that you're asking to build you a home and you say, I want three bathrooms in this home, right? You're, you're talking to the builder. I don't know if this has how it works, right? Because I've never asked someone to build a house. You're talking to the builder and you're saying, in my home, I want three bedrooms, but I only want two bedrooms, right? And it's like, the builder would probably be like, wait, what does that mean? Like that, that, that those two different kinds of information here. And then you're like, okay, but I want the home to be two floors, but I only want it to be one floor. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. And I want four bathrooms, but I only want two bathrooms. And like, that's what I feel like LinkedIn is every day. (laughs) You're just getting that constantly. And you're like, okay, I don't know what to do with this anymore. I feel like the folks that do it well provide insight into their perspective and kind of encompass what they're saying with the why. You know what I mean? Like, you know, their thoughts on... I don't know, pick pick a topic that's going to have a a million uh, different perspectives on it. Like, what is clean code, right? What does clean code mean? Well, I don't, there's not really a specific single ultimate truth definition of clean code, right? Clean code is a lot of things. Clean code is, in my perspective, one of the biggest things of clean code is like variable names, right? There's there's a an aspect of it. How easily identifiable are your variable names or function names? Right. Like if you go in and you look at a function, if a function is called like order array from least to most, right, you know what that function is going to do or like lowest order array from lowest to greatest or whatever it is, you know what that function is going to do without actually like reading the code in it. Does that mean clean code? Not to everybody. Some people like really harp on, you know, various definitions of clean code and like organizational structures and whatever. But it's it's one of those things where it's like you can have your perspective on what you like to see in what you think is clean code. And maybe that will trigger something in someone to say like, oh, I never thought about what I'm naming my variables. I never thought about what I'm naming my functions. And a good perspective is like, I like this and I think this is a good practice and I think this is helpful for developers out there. The bad perspective is like, this is clean code. This is what you should be doing. This is how you should write or you're writing bad code. You know what I mean? Like hopefully I'm kind of clear on that. Like 
it's all about the way things are worded. And I see way more of the, the latter where it's just like, this is what you should be doing. This is this definition. This is what this thing is. And that stuff kind of turns me off, you know, like give me your opinion. That's fine. Give me your perspective. That's fine. But I don't want, <laughs> I don't want like your quote unquote fact in my face. It feels weird to be say this, say this, like <laughs> I feel, um, Hard to describe how I feel saying this, but I definitely feel like maybe I'm being judgmental. I don't know, but I just think I've seen so much of that on LinkedIn that I'm just like, I don't want to look at LinkedIn anymore because I see the same kind of weird posts that turn me off of the whole platform. Yeah, I think um, that makes a lot of a lot of sense because things that are opinion should be stated as such. And yeah, if if you're getting so much of that, like this is how it has to be. It can, it can seem very stressful. It's like me day one coming to learn web development. And instead of just focusing on HTML, I just like came up with this list of like a bunch of different skills and technologies. And I try to learn them all at the same time. It's like all this information. And I'm just, I'm going to get absolutely nowhere if I take this all in at once. And that's kind of how it can seem if you're trying to uh, decipher all the information and pick and choose what really works for you. And your example on clean code makes me think of, I was commenting on someone's post recently and they were talking about best practices. Mm. Um, And to be fair, I actually liked their post and um, I enjoyed what they talked about. But I said, strictly from, for my own learning, um, that's why I'm asking this question, but what, what are best practices? What, what does that mean? Are there industry standards or, or is it all based on opinion? And they gave me like a list of things, but it was, it was basically like, yeah, there's really no like defined thing as best practices. You know, mm-hmm. there are, there are certain practices that kind of make sense to, across all languages, um, abstraction or, you know, other, other things like that. But he was like, yeah, there's, there's no real 100% defined best practices. And that was really, that was really great for me because they provided like a list of things that like are pretty important, but they also said like, Hey, this is kind of based on opinion, Mm -hmm. a lot of it. Um, and I think, if if information were more presented in that manner, it would be a lot more helpful. You know, you see like recruiters talk about um, tailor your resume to each job. And then the uh, you see another one saying, don't tailor your resume to each job. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, somebody's coming in with zero experience. How do you tailor your resume to each job when you don't have experience to begin with? Right? Your mm-hmm. resume is probably like, your professional developer resume is probably like half a page with your projects on there. How do you tailor that resume to each job asking for 47 different types of technologies and skills? And it's it's hard to to get through. Yeah. That's a really good, like the recruiter aspect is a really good example too. I think one of the more prevalent ones on LinkedIn where it's just like you, you see the conflicting information from various sources. And that's another one where it's like, that's opinion. Right. And like, maybe it's to that person, not opinion, because that's what they look for, for their specific hiring practices. 
But if you compare, you know, 20 different recruiters, you're probably going to have 20 different answers of what a resume should look like and what it should have on there, you know, because each person has something that they like and has something that they think indicates a strong candidate. And that is opinion, right? There is no recruiter handbook that every recruiter follows in every company, you know, and that's, that's the perspective on a post that really bothers me when it's the influencer angle where it's like, make you believe that I have the answers to the questions, right? Make you believe that I know something that nobody else does. And, you know, saying, saying something like, in my opinion, a good resume should have X, Y, and Z because that's what I look for. And that's what I found in successful candidates, right? Like saying something that way isn't as sexy as like, your resume should have XYZ if you want to get a job. Stating something as like the ultimate truth is way more popular. It's going to get more interactivity. It's going to get more likes and clicks and shares or comments of people that are mad about it. Any interactivity is good interactivity when it comes to social media, right? All social media is the same at its heart, right? Even though LinkedIn is a platform primarily predicated around like professional business practice and like networking and, you know, whatever, finding a job and talking about your own professional updates and that kind of stuff. It's all still social media and it all kind of ends up going the same way because it's programmed to go the same way and it's programmed to, you know, work those algorithms, right? Everybody's out there working the algorithm. That brings up a great point and I absolutely agree. And yeah, LinkedIn is a social media platform. That's it. It's like hard stop, right? Or full stop, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's exactly what it is. And yeah, it does have these things that it does better than a lot of other social media platforms, but it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about engagement and driving traffic to what whatever post or whatever that person is selling or, you know, that that is always an angle that uh, that can be taken with, with social media platforms. And I don't think, you know, somebody with the right intention, I don't think it's very hard to do that sort of thing where they say, hey, like, this is just our opinion because we do it, right? We've never said, hey, this is how you get a job in web development. Um, number one, I if I said that, I would just be, you know, BSing somebody. <laughs> um, but we just say like, hey, this is what we've tried. Um, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. We'll leave it up to you to decide what you want to do. And like, mm -hmm. if there was more of that out there, I think that would make it so much better and less stressful, less confusing, and a lot easier to digest for juniors or somebody like just getting into the industry or trying to learn from someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, a good segue into the call it the advice portion. I don't know for anybody who is feeling the same about LinkedIn or their chosen social media platform of choice, wherever they may be trying to find a community as they engage in activity and trying to make a career change into software engineering. Look for the people who are posting in a more genuine way, who are very clear about what is opinion, what is perspective, how they are trying to offer their ideas on a topic, how they are engaging in a conversation on that topic. And maybe be a little more cautious from the folks who don't uh, display that same type of forethought in what they're putting out. Yeah. And uh, cut out a lot of the noise. 
I, th- I think for me, what I've done recently is not pay attention to any of it. I know it's it's important to engage with other people, and um, I really truly do love supporting others. But like, it just it becomes too much. You know, I went back to focusing on just building things. Kind of like forgot why I got into this to begin mm. with. I really love building things with software and and like the constant learning. So mm-hmm. I've been cutting out all the noise and focusing on just like building another project, and that that sort of helps out a lot. So yeah. Try to focus on cutting out all that extra noise and um, do your research and and talk to people who really seem genuine and state their opinions as such. Thank you for supporting Self-Taught Devs Podcast. If you like the things that we talk about and want to hear us on other platforms, you could check us out on the Scrimba podcast. Scrimba's host, Alex, was nice enough to, to have us on the show and talk to us both about our podcast and our experience in the development space. We tried to uh, do our best to give some good advice there and talk about our experiences and go check it out. We think you're going to like it. Let's round this out by thanking our Patreon members, as we always do. If you want to support the show and want to do so financially, you can join us on Patreon. And if not, you can keep spreading the good word and tell somebody you know about this show. Tell a fellow developer about the show. See if they like it. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash pod, And we've got goodies for you there every month. And we want to give a big thank you to our supporters. Thank you to Nick Romanishan, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Vunn, and Danny McVeigh. Thank you for supporting the Self-Taught Devs podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. Check the show notes for all of our links. Reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self Taught Devs.